2: Stud quarterback Nathan Rourke. If you were a Canadian young guy, what team would you sign with?
3: I, I would say the Dolphins and what they do and how they spread the field out. Maybe the, maybe the Chiefs because the field is so spread out there at the CFL level. It's hard to spread the field around because the hash marks are, are you know so darn close. Uh, so th- those
2: are a couple teams I would think of. I know the CFL pretty well, right? The, the CFL, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of it. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Happy Friday. Welcome to the RP Show. It's what we affectionately call Football Friday. Here on your favorite daytime sports talk show, Canada, USA, Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, of course, of live streaming on YouTube, and of course, your favorite podcast platform. I'm one half of the show. Your uh, talented host, RP, our lovely and talented co-host is Darren Moose-Dupont. And he uh, comes to you from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. Happy Friday, Moose. This is your kind of show, right? Y'all pumped up for football and super wild card weekend in the NFL?
3: Absolutely. I mean, this is the weekend. It's going to be so much fun. And, the, and why it's so great is, and different than regular season football, none of the games are at the same time. They're all staggered it's like the canadian football league where you don't have to worry about watching two games at once it's great so let's go
2: it is good they call it super Wildcard weekend in the nfl the best weekend of the year and we're going to talk about that today among a lot of other things we were promoting one of our guests today to be the voice of the hamilton tiger cats rj broadhead but he has had to beg off, as they say. He's at a family emergency, so we wish RJ well. He's rescheduled. But coming up in hour two, Ultimate franchise fantasy, uh, fantasy sports head football writer, Andy McNamara, host of the Browns podcast, will be with us to talk NFL playoffs. And those are the guests. Can you hit the quick six show horn? Please, producer and let's go. How about that? Or director Jordan, whoever does it. I'm not even opening the viewer comments yet, so if you're trying to comment at me, don't. Um, because I'm not looking at him. We're starting with hockey leftovers from Thursday night in the NHL because we are still hockey first. It'll be football the rest of the way today. Dylan Dubé scored twice in the third period, and Dan Vladar made 25 saves as the Calgary Flames beat the Blues in St. Louis 4-1. Blake Coleman and Walker Dewar, with his first NHL goal, also scored for Calgary. Dewar, the first ever hockey player from South Dakota, USA, to score a goal in the National Hockey League. From the NHL PR today, now 39 U.S. states can claim a player who scored in the National Hockey League, Walker Dewar. Congratulations. I watched half that game, got bored. Uh, I think it was 0-0 when I turned it off. The Flames went on to win 4-1, and all is right in Calgary today. Brady Kachuk and Alex Debrinkett each had a goal and a helper, and the Ottawa Senators stretched the Coyotes' losing streak to seven games with a 5-3 Senators victory. Adam Fox scored 116 into overtime after fellow defenseman K. Andre Miller tied it with .2 seconds to go, and the New York Rangers stunned. The Dallas Stars 2-1. Those were three of the highlight games. Uh, it was a very busy night, 12 games in the NHL. Vancouver lost again. We're getting used to that. 5-4 at Tampa. Canucks will be here Saturday night. We'll, uh, I'll get a look at, at them myself, but I don't think it matters. They're done. Stick a fork in them. And Oliver ekman Larson was benched, and people are upset about that. And I'm like, Gabby's got to do something. If Bruce Bedreau thinks Oliver ekman Larson needs to be benched to him, who are we to say no? Didn't work, though. The game of the night, Moose. The main event was Seattle going into Boston and winning 3-0. The Kraken have won seven in a row. They snapped the Bruins' home win streak, or point streak at least, 22 games under Jim Montgomery. What is up with the Kraken, dude? This is not smoke and mirrors anymore. They're, they're legit.
3: They are. They are. I mean, to go in there and do that to Boston, you outshot the Bruins, largely outplayed them. Martin Jones. I mean, nobody yeah. wanted Martin Jones, and now he's a guy who could... <laughs> don't, 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 don't get ahead of myself here, but start for Team Canada at the Olympics, shall we? Martin Jones? I mean, he's really... You know, had a renaissance in Seattle, which we love. Now, he's not in line to start for Team Canada yet, but maybe. Um, That's awesome. The one thing about, you know, they did it despite Boston still doing Boston things. I think Seattle only won 11 face offs the whole night. Like, Boston won 75% of the draws. They're just so dominant. But Seattle found a way. And I'm with you. It's not smoke and mirrors anymore.
2: No, it's not. And. That's why I love talking about our poll yesterday, who should win coach of the year in the NHL. And by the way, based on our viewers, Rick Bonus of the Jets won it. But Dave Hoxtall, I mean, he got fired in Philly. Everybody thought he should. They kind of snickered. Uh, By the way, he is a Canadian, Dave Hoxtall, but he came from UND. He's the coach of the Kraken. And what do the good coaches do? They get the best out of their players and that's exactly what dave hoxtell is doing in seattle i watched them here in sunrise and i'm like what the hell Matty Benier scored a minute into the game he's got them ready to play getting the most out of them he's created a great culture so i would not be shocked he probably won't win coach of the year it'll go to the bigger names like bruce cassidy or jim montgomery probably at the end of the day but this hoxtell has done an unreal thing with seattle by the way back to the flames blues game these stats are getting a little out of control. Like, really out of control. It's almost to baseball. What I'm saying is, graphic on the screen under Thomas Grice, the Blues goalie, it said, Thomas Grice, one of seven NHL goalies to record a shutout. Sorry, one of 27 NHL goalies to record a shutout with at least five teams. And I'm like, da 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 And then they add, eight are currently active. I mean, it's something. But when you're one of 27, is that is that a real special group? I don't know. Is it? It's not to me.
3: No, it's not. I, I, I mean, I guess of all time, if you're talking all time, there's only 27 goalies who have had the shut up with five different. Yeah, teams. all sure. time. I, I get that. But you're right. The stats are getting out of control a little bit. Uh, uh, just trying to find something new to talk about, I guess. <laughs>
2: I, okay, here's me, old man, Shakespeare fist at cloud. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. It's just, if somebody said, he's one of only three goalies to have a shutout with five different franchises or whatever, that's a big, more exclusive group, group. not 27 guys. That's just me. Um, Carolina won at Columbus 6, or sorry, beat Columbus 6-2. Uh, your Leafs fell 4-1 to Detroit. They were playing on back-to-back nights one night after beating Nashville 2-1. How concerned are we that the Leafs lost to Detroit?
3: Not overly, but Detroit must have been watching the, the Toronto-Nashville game because they uh, duplicated that blueprint and really were suffocating through, through most of that hockey game. They, they found a way to get some shots later, but uh, it was a really tight game, and then the empty net goals uh, kind of at the end of that one, so tough one for Toronto.
2: Well, I told you, if any team wants to find out how to beat the Toronto Maple Leafs, watch what Nashville did the other night. Nashville lost, but a better team can do it. And Detroit did. I just stuck my nose into the comments section and Rhino Radio checking in from Atlanta. Metro Atlanta, says, ready for football Friday. I guess I should hurry up with a hockey talk and get to the football. Um, Don, Navy Don says, another Winnipeg Jets win. That's the thing. I haven't mentioned that yet. They went into Buffalo on 174. I, uh, sorry, 4-2. I watched a little bit of that Jets-Buffalo game. It was a little boring, too. But the Jets are not who we thought they were. They're better. And they got on track. They're going into Pittsburgh tonight. There's only three games tonight in the NHL. One is Winnipeg at Pittsburgh. I'll be watching it, and I'll be interested to see how they fare. Montreal beat Nashville 4-3. Islanders over, sorry, Minnesota beat the Islanders 3-1. Chicago down, Colorado 3-2. And the Vegas Golden Knights beat Florida 4-2 in the Fortress in a battle of two of my favorite teams, Vegas 4, Panthers 2. Florida coming back home. I'll be at their game Saturday against Vancouver. And I cannot wait. Our poll question today for Capital Mall Universal Collision Center has nothing to do with football. It is round two of our retro reverse NHL jersey bracket. And today in round two, we're putting the Edmonton Oilers up against the Vegas Golden Knights. Clark's got the jersey there, I believe. And if you need another look at it, I'm voting for Edmonton, even though Vegas is uh, higher on my team that I cheer for depth chart. I just, the Vegas ones, what is that? I mean, I know they are only in year six. There's not a lot of retro to pull from <laughs> for Vegas, but that's just not that original or exciting to me. Uh, the Oilers, not bad. It's got the orange in it. It's got that 90s oil drop. Let's do it. I think Ryan Smith. Hey, Moose, don't put them on the screen yet. Who's the first player you think of when you look at the Vegas jersey? And break out laughing if you if you want. <laughs> yeah. I can't even think of anybody. Oh. I know. Good one, Ryan. How about with, with the honors?
3: Ryan Smith. You? Yeah. Fernando Pisani.
2: Don't know why. Fernando Pasani, the great and Fernando Pasani. Yeah,
3: I didn't. I should have got this graphic together, but I didn't. One of our friends in Edmonton, and I can't tell you who it was. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. They looked at that Oilers jersey. If you could bring it up again, Clark, while I'm still talking, that Oilers jersey, that logo. They said to them, it looks like an egg, sunny side up egg, and they can't unsee the sunny oh, side up egg no. now on that jersey. But I vote Edmonton.
2: It does look like an egg. You just ruined it for me. Ah, Ryan O'Radio, home of the Radio Penitentiary. That's the show. That's the name of his morning show, by the way, the Radio Penitentiary. It's the only penitentiary you actually want to hang out in, Ryan O'Radio's show in the morning. Serena and I were listening to it the other day. We really love it. And Ryan says, we love NHL talk, too. Okay, good. Then we're on track. John Ohm in Winnipeg. Ohm says, both jerseys suck. <laughs> I wouldn't say. I don't think the Oilers one does. Oh, the boys are really on bit on the sound effects today. What else you got in there? You but Rod, get the fireball Rod, on the screen. One of yeah. these jerseys is going to be into the quarterfinals,
3: right? And you've got Sadie's. Flor- Florida won't be right, but Edmonton or Vegas will be. This is yeah,
2: crazy. Uh, Ted in uh, Phoenix, Arizona writes in, he says, agree with Rod West with the oil. Hey, it's just my opinion. You don't have to go along with me. Um, Moving along, not that I really want to. I've really gotten into the Jersey talk. I wasn't into it before we started this poll. I, I get that the fans like to talk about it. And here we are. So in the time we have left in this segment, and we do have breaking news out of the Canadian Football League today that we'll get to next hour. Couple, some news from this morning, some news from last night. Here's our thought-provoking theme question today on the RP Show. It ain't the poll question. Which of the six NFL wildcard playoff games this weekend will be an upset? Because the fact is I am a football guy as well as a hockey guy, and I know this, on Super Wild Card Weekend, this weekend with the six playoff games, the greatest weekend of the year in pro football, there's always one upset it's like at the world juniors the day of the quarterfinals where there's four games in a row there's always an upset every year there's an upset there's always an upset on wildcard weekend in the nfl now before we look at this weekend's games which we've been talking about all week and giving the odds for bet regal our exclusive betting partner in sportsbook, to go back to last year's nfl games Can you really remember on this weekend, the six playoff games? I don't know how many can. I put it to, I wouldn't have remembered this. On our Instagram story this morning, and I encourage you to go uh, sign up and watch our Instagram, follow our story at the Rod Peterson show. I said, I thought there were two upsets last year on this weekend. There were one. And Darren, I primed you before the show with what it was. Do you remember what it was?
3: Yeah, it was the San Francisco 49ers going into Dallas. Yeah, because it was my Cowboys.
2: team. That's right. We botched the clock at the end of the game. <laughs> That's why Cowboys fans aren't <laughs> overly excited about this weekend's game at Tampa Bay. But last year's wildcard playoff games on this weekend were San Francisco, a sixth seed, going into Dallas, the third seed, and upsetting the Cowboys 23-17. The L.A. Rams won at home 34-11 over Arizona. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tompa, beat Philadelphia 31-15 up at Raymond James Stadium. Over in the AFC, Cincinnati beat Las Vegas 26-19. Buffalo beat New England 47-17. And Kansas City knocked off Pittsburgh 42-21. The only upset was Cowboys 49ers so I just want people to think about that throughout the break and here we go Uh, Arlen Bruce III checking in Canadian Football League great NCAA great he says FYI the NFL draft is held in my city this year Kansas City April 2023 have a great weekend RP and Moose I didn't know they were going to Kansas City I like the NFL taking the draft out on the road. It's been pretty cool since they started to do that and take it out of Radio City Music Hall in downtown New York in Manhattan. Um, Ryan writes in says, Hello from Toronto, Rod Squad. Ryan McCarthy in Saratoga, New York writes in. He says, I'm a New York Jets fan. What are the playoffs? No kidding, right? <laughs> That's funny. Well, okay, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll answer this uh, here and then next segment, we'll talk about the breaking news in the CFL. We'll talk about our two NBA teams, the Raptors and the Hawks. Hawks are really sucking it, man, the hind one. And there's a lot of other things. Canadian Hockey League, it's a big Friday night. A Grand Slam of curling. You can bet, by the way, at Bet Regal on the Grand Slam of curling this weekend, the Canadian Open. Just so you know, I went in there to have a look at what we, what we had popping at Bet Regal. I'm like, I'm, Curling's in here. Cool. Um, NLL week seven. Here are the games, Darren. Who do you think will be an upset? Seattle. Is, the two games Saturday: Seattle at San Francisco, followed by Chargers at Jacksonville. Sunday: Dolphins at Bills, Giants at Vikings, Ravens at Bengals, and then Monday night Cowboys at Buccaneers. Do you see any upsets? One or two?
3: Yeah, there's a few. Um, There's actually three candidates for me. The first one is I could see Seattle going into the 49ers. That's the biggest long shot upset just because there's a little magic in Seattle. Um, Depending on which way you look at the Dallas-Tampa game, Tampa's the higher seed, but Dallas is the favorite, right? So I do have Tampa technically with the upset because they're the the betting underdog. But the upset for me is Jacksonville probably going into... um, into the Chargers, right? They're the, yeah, they're, they're the AFC South champion. It's in Jacksonville. They're at home.
2: It's in Jacksonville, but.
3: Yeah, but I think they're going in as, I really think they're going in as a big underdog against the Chargers. I really do.
2: Hey, at this point on the Friday, there's no wrong answers to this question. I shouldn't be questioning you on that. <laughs> oh, and people are writing in, they say the Seahawks and uh, Geno Smith's never started a playoff game. Just putting that out there. So we'll get to the CFL news, more NFL wildcard. I knew this would be fun because you know how I can smell a hot topic. You know that. (laughs) We'll be right back. We are live on Game Plus Television, live streaming on YouTube, your favorite podcast platform, and, of course, on the radio with the big page, WQEE 99.1 FM. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod
4: Peterson Show now. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show.
2: It sure is great to have you aboard just ahead of a little more with uh, the moose. Actually, a lot more because R.J. Broadhead, the voice of the Hamilton Tiger Cats, has had to uh, reschedule because of an emergency so it'll be actually more of Moose and I, but I just want to get through a couple things before we circle back on the NFL wildcard stuff, because it's fun. People are enjoying picking out their upset. Um, personally, I think it'll be the New York Giants winning at Minnesota. Shout out Chris Sanford, an original Bronx guy. Uh, from the Canadian Football League, Ottawa Red Blacks running back Brendan Jalanders has announced his retirement from pro football after eight CFL seasons. He's a big supporter of ours, likes all our posts, watches our story. Clark, can you make a note of that? Brendan Gillanders, let's get him on the show. Good guy. And uh-huh. from OSEG Communications, born in Orleans, Gillanders played his college football at the University of Ottawa before signing with the Argos in 2013, spent two seasons in Toronto before inking a contract with his hometown Red Blacks. He helped Ottawa to their first great cup win in 2016 as affects on head coach Bob Dice's special teams unit. So uh, Brennan Jalander's moving on to life after football. Same story with Mason Nyes. News out of uh, Saskatchewan, the Rough Riders uh, offering... We can bring the moose in. He might have some thoughts on this. Offering... Well, the story was this from Three Down Nation last night. This is where it came on our radar. We got the moose there, Right? There he is. Sorry, I, I, thought I, I thought I froze here. You got me? Oh, yeah. You're Why good. do I feel like I'm floating out in space here? Uh, i it's not it's, sure. It's, 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 it's me. It's me. Anyways, we see this thing at 3downnation.com. Saskatchewan Rough Riders drop quarterback Mason Nias from their negotiation list. And Mason, uh, star quarterback at the University of Saskatchewan, has taken them to two national championship games. Unfortunately, lost both wasn't his fault. His dad is my best friend. I've known his dad since I was 15. So I'm like, let's look into this story. And it's very simply open and shut. Uh, Riders offered him a contract. He's coming right out of university. He turned the contract down. Therefore, they dropped him from their protected list. And he's now focusing on life after football. It was not the end of the story that I was expecting, Darren. It wasn't.
3: Yeah, I don't think it's the end of the story that anybody was expecting. I think, you know, people were excited to get him into camp, let him play in a preseason game, and, you know, something to rally around, right, with this organization and at that position because the Riders don't have a future quarterback right now. We don't know what it is. It's uncertain. And so to have at least a feel-good story, look it, Mason Nias probably wasn't going to come in and be Nathan Rourke, especially in year one. Nathan Rourke wasn't Nathan Rourke in year one with BC, but we thought it would be a pretty cool story to have him come in, the uh, Canada West nominee for the Heck Crichton Award, and and, and compete at camp, and we won't even get that chance. So I hate when a story fizzles out before it even has a chance to really get started.
2: Well said. And I'm a big proponent of... Local players, I don't, and I would like to think most people are in any sport. And let's hear from the viewers, 902 and listeners, 902-518-3033. And I'm pretty darn excited because I think we're going to have our first U.S. sponsor of the program. And I'm very excited. I'm going to be meeting with them this weekend because, hot damn! You know, people think, how, how would this show go over in the U.S. South? Because they love football, because they love what we talk about, and they love me. It's the Rod Peterson Show. That's what they tell me. A.J. Willette of the Argos, my mind is jumping all over the place, is from rural Georgia, okay? And the Saskatchewan Rough Riders have a pending free agent linebacker by the name of Larry Dean, who is from Tifton, Georgia. We had him on the show at Grey Cup. How do I remember that? A. Larry said that I give off a lot of positive energy, maybe not right now, in this rant but I remember him saying you spell Tifton backwards it says not fit (laughs) you these things stick with you (laughs) so anyways with the local players um when we won the great cup in 2013 with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders I believe we had 13 players from Saskatchewan which seemed like a lot and I think it was a team record That same year, I think the Toronto Argonauts had 16 players from the GTA. It's just pretty... That's a a big part of your roster is from your area. And I just think that means a lot. Uh, Now, Riders offered him a contract, and he turned it down. I could have asked Mason's dad, why did you turn it down? What were the terms? But this is the new me. Write it down. In 2023 and my next 50 years, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to be Woodward and Bernstein. I know that doesn't mean anything to you, Darren, at your young age, but those are the two guys that uncovered Watergate Nixon. I'm not going to be that guy. Doesn't matter. Moving on NBA. The Toronto Raptors have the day off after extending their win streak to a season high three games with a 124 114 victory over the Charlotte Hornets Thursday night. Toronto next plays the Atlanta Hawks. Saturday, in the last of a six-game homestand. And I feel like the Hawks are going to come in there and just mop the floor with them. And I got a lot of time to kill this weekend, as I told you. 16 hours I got to kill. I think I'm going to go down to the mall and buy me some Atlanta Hawks gear. I looked online. They got some pretty cool stuff there at the Hawks' website. But I just... Call me crazy, Darren. I like to walk into a store and peruse things. Smell the merchandise before I buy it. Is that an old person's thing, or... How are you on buying sports team apparel? It's,
3: it's partly an old person's thing, but I'm kind of an old young person, <laughs> you know, at the same time, right? Because I like doing that, too. And partly because I hate putting stuff, like, I've ordered very few things online, but I, I've ordered stuff that doesn't fit. And I hate putting it back in the box and returning it. It's just so tedious. And so I end up keeping it on a shelf somewhere and not using it. So I'd rather go to the store, see if it fits, see what it looks like, try it on, and then purchase something that I know I like and I'm going to wear. But um, everybody has their own thing.
2: I get it. Yeah. Um, That's why you'll always see me in Under Armour. Now, this shirt is an Under Armour, but I just always know if I do order online, size 12 is going to fit my feet. Extra large is going to fit me for a golf shirt. I just know because it's Under Armour. But I like going into those uh, apparel stores, Jersey City and Lids. If I wore hats, I got $30,000 invested in this hair, dude. I'm not wearing a lot of hats. (coughs) Hair transplant. Anyways, (laughs) to the viewers, as we are now having fun, I said there would be a lot of viewer takeover today. From Craig Smith, our director of scouting, he says, my wife is retiring today. Started working hey, in 1975. Hey. Well deserved retirement. Be Yahoo! Beautiful. To the beautiful Kathy, enjoy retirement. Listen, you'll never forget this, Smitty. Your wife, Kathy, and Brendan Gelanders retired on the same day. Awesome. They will forever be linked in history. From Troy in Toronto, he says nothing would make me happier than the Giants knocking out the Vikings. Spicy. I'll tell you what, man the hate in that nfc north is real it's real now you know what i mean the fans those teams they hate each other more than any other division i think in the nfl nfc east is up there but it ain't nothing like the nfl north um nfc north barry alt my good buddy barry he says that a boy at a boy rod giants of the midway i just think the the g-men are gonna do it that's my upset Um, And from our director of scouting regarding Mason Nias turning out a contract from the Riders, Craig says, Perry's a great guy. That's his dad and my best friend. He said, all the best to Mason. Here's the thing that the people don't understand, and they'll never understand. I was reading an article this morning on Kerry Price. Uh, He came out and spoke about the terms, uh, a little bit behind his addiction story, Kerry Price. And he said, the fans just see the player. They see the uniform and they see the skates. They don't realize it's a person. Think about what Mason's going through, man. It's hard to walk away from a dream. Mason's been to a couple of CFL training camps. I think he probably envisioned himself playing in the Canadian Football League for his hometown Saskatchewan Roughriders. I got the sense from Perry, as I said, I've known him a very long time. is a tough decision for Mason. You could see that, right?
3: Absolutely. You know, it is a tough decision, um, especially to be offered a contract and a guy who wasn't drafted and wasn't invited to the combine but just continues to go out and and prove himself on the football field. You'd think he'd look for another opportunity to prove himself again. But whatever the reason is, you know, whether it was contract details, I mean, he's got a good thing going on now, right? He's off to become a teacher. He's got a, you know, real positive, bright future ahead of him. So maybe he just wants to get on with that. We've seen that time and time again.
2: Uh, we have uh, Jeff the Stamps fan says local guys are great in the CFL as long as they're legit contributors Wayne in Victoria BC says I think Mason realized that it's a tough road to hoe as a Canadian quarterback in the CFL I wish him well with his future I you might be right Wayne. I don't know I haven't talked to Mason about it and I know his brother Tristan far better but it's an easier road than it's ever been thanks to Nathan Rourke and some of the other Canadian quarterback trailblazers. What I actually think it is is a minuscule amount of money. That's my guess because I didn't ask his dad the terms of the deal at all. And football is hard to play. It takes a lot of discipline. It's tough on you mentally. A lot of time in the weight room. And Masons was obviously had a career of doing that. But I think he's looking at the money going, me. Because you know that other side's going, you could be a teacher forever. <laughs> you know, you that'll always be there. You know? Right. So again, not, I just don't think this would be a very easy decision for him. I don't think it's ever an easy decision for anybody to retire. Jack in Vulcan, Alberta says, You're not an old guy compared to me. I know that. But when I tell people I'm old, it disarms them. Makes me feel, makes them think that I'm not a threat. He's old. Just let him believe it. <laughs> uh, John in Edmonton writes in, he says, will BC Place get a regular season NFL game? Yeah, maybe there was talk of it, but why are we talking about that? John Ohm. <laughs> Ohm in Winnipeg says it sure would be nice to hear a feel-good story come out of Ryderville, impatiently waiting, rant over. Well, this would have been it. That's probably why I'm doubly disappointed on the Mason-Nias news, because I was thinking this would be a feel-good story, and it doesn't appear to be. By the way, RJ Broadhead was supposed to be with us here. Uh, He's not today because of an emergency. He will be with us at a later date. Moose, I'm going to wave bye-bye to you for a second. You'll be back next segment, okay? I'm going to read a sports update. And then we'll go to break. Canada's Brendan Botcher earned a 4-2 win over American Corey Dropkin to remain unbeaten at the Grand Slam of Curling's Canadian Open Thursday night in Camrose. You can bet on this at BetRegal.net, by the way. Brad Gushu suffered his first loss at the triple knockout competition, falling 6-3 to Sweden's Nicholas Eden. Meanwhile, Reed Carruthers topped fellow Canadian Colton Flash 7-5. Canada's Tanner Horgan also picked up a win, defeating the Netherlands' Wouter Gosgens, 8-6. Apologies to our closed captioner on these names. In the afternoon, draw Matt Dunstone grabbed an 8-5 victory over John Epping. Canada's Kevin Cooey dropped the 9-6 decision to Italy's Joel Retornas. In women's action, Canadian Carrie Anderson's comeback. Effort fell just short, losing 5-4 to Japan's Setsuki Fujisawa at in arena fellow canadians casey scheidegger and isabel laduser also dropped their matchups in the women's evening draw canada's rachel holman big fan of rachel's and caitlin laws i don't know her both picked up victories in the morning draw in camrose uh this sports update brought to you by landmark cinemas strange world in theaters now Jake Gyllenhaal lends his voice to searcher clade the son of a steadfast explorer the original action-adventure journeys deep into an uncharted and treacherous land where fantastical creatures await the legendary clades a family of explorers whose differences threaten to topple their latest and by far most crucial mission check it out this weekend landmark cinemas in theaters now strange world we'll be right back at your favorite daytime sports talk show vrp show on game plus tv youtube live and wqee 99.1 fm
4: head to youtube.com slash the rod peterson show now you gotta subscribe click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now, back to the studio with Rob.
2: Hi, everybody. How about this? 40 minutes into hour one, this football Friday, and I just now opened the text line, 902 and whoa, blew my hair back. A lot of comments. <clears throat> Nothing bad, but at all. Uh, let's bring the moose in. I'm just so darn happy being able to sit here every day. Thank you, Moose, for the opportunity to host this show and talk sports. It's just so much fun. And um, we'll probably do viewer takeover well into hour two when Andy McNamara joins us from Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports. He's the head football writer over there. Because they quest, good, co- good good comments here. I will just say this. Big NLL fan here. And I want to say we're not going to sit here and be an NLL show. There's a lot of things to talk about, but it is week seven. If you go to rodpeterson.com, the NLL every week sends out a 10 things you should know about this week in the NLL. It's very interesting. I find it very interesting. There are two games tonight. Albany, from my guy Chris Sanford, at Halifax. (laughs) Albany at Halifax. I think of... Ian J. What's his name? Alex J. Walling, Halifax. <laughs> TSN, Halifax. And Sask at Colorado. Little known fact, Moose used to be the color commentator on those Saskatchewan Rush NLL games. You had some fun roadies, didn't you? How about Where did that? you go on the road with the rush? Out of the way. i they're yeah, doing town. color.
3: On the games with TSN and, and TSN Plus and ESPN Plus, those games we just did home games. But take it back further, Didn't I did you go to San play Diego? by play. No, but I did play by I'll play for the Rush, and for a, a short time, a couple roadies. I went to Langley to play, to watch them play Vancouver, and I went. I know to you went to Rochester, Rochester, New York. I went to Rochester. Yes, good memory. So those were the two roadies that I went on with the rush
2: in a pinch hitting role. So I just want to say that go to RodPeterson.com for the top 10 things. One of those is that the NLL is now on TikTok. How about that? Uh, so I will invite your questions and comments through all these things. I should mention tonight God's team, the Regina Pats, is home to your team, the Saskatoon, the Saskatoon Blades. In one of ten WHL games tonight, you want to put a wager on this one? Huh? Huh? Sport? I'm in. You feel a chicken sandwich? You got it. <laughs> At PDQ, you got to come here to claim it. That's right. Ah, Chris and I were supposed to go. Chris Sanford from Albany. We were supposed to go to PDQ Chicken, but he got a sore back, and I had a had a bad cold all week, so we've pushed it off from Metal Shingle Guy in Regina, Saskatchewan. He writes in, 902-518-3033. I don't know what he's talking about. He says, Brett would be a nice addition. Bo and Brett reunite. Where to would be determined. Uh, He's referring to Brett Jones the former lineman of the year in the Canadian Football League and journeyman NFL line, uh, lineman with the Giants, Vikings, and Broncos. He's been sitting out of football for the last couple of years. He's made a lot of money in the NFL, believe me. So I guess he's looking at a comeback, potentially his hometown, Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And I, I, now I get what Metal Shingo Guy is saying. He used to snap the ball to bowl Levi Mitchell. They won a Grey Cup together in 2014. I was at that game. So I'm just passing along what he said. I want your opinion on this, Moose, uh, because David in Winnipeg has written in wanting our opinion. He says, what is your opinion on the Dana White incident and his subsequent statement? It sounds like he feels the damage to his reputation is more than any financial penalty or suspension could do. He said, I grew up in an abusive household. I believe a man should never strike a woman, even if she strikes him first. Most men are physically stronger than their female partner. He has a long and hard road to travel to rebuild his reputation in marriage. His bank account may be big, but his public respect account is currently empty. I've been following it loosely. And I don't know how much you've been following it, Darren. I respect David's question. Here's mine. Just off the cuff, I haven't seen the video. I heard Dana White was seen on video striking his wife. Was it New Year's Eve or right around New Year's? Right around That's that, all that yeah. I know. What I would say here today as we sit on January 13th, why is Dana White still saying anything? Why is he even around? Why? You're done. Bye. I was never really a Dana White fan to begin with. I watched the UFC casually. The UFC will survive without Dana White, I think. I know people that know Dana White. Tom Wright, former head of UFC Canada, uh, was an associate of Dana's. Our guy Lee Genier has worked with Dana White. They've all said nice things about him. He was caught on video slapping his wife. Why is he still talking? Goodbye that's my take do you have one yeah I think I'm,
3: I'm pretty similar to you that that happened that's there's not really a debate there that's open and shut probably shouldn't be around probably should be very quiet and it would if he's gonna come back to the UFC and have a role and and you know be at the top it's gonna take a long time and there's going to be a lot of repair done before that happens now I wouldn't be so quick to say that the UFC can survive without Dana White I mean it can but it's a lot like the WWE without Vince McMahon when you have two guys at the top that are so polarizing and the identity of the organization is attached to Dana White so tightly um, I think the there's a little bit of that a little worry that if he goes the UFC will start to decline with it but in situations like this you can't worry about that because some things are more important (laughs) um, and this is one of those situations.
2: You've examined it from all sides and that's cool. That's what you do. I would say, what's Dana White's wife got to say? Dana White at the very least should be suspended from his role, forced to enroll in some sort of domestic violence program similar to somebody caught with a DUI that needs to go to the classes put on by their provincial or state government regarding the perils of that and maybe, maybe come back. But he was caught on video doing it how many times did he do it well there was no video of it we don't know is she speaking have we heard from her that's who i would like to hear from not dana white jim wagner writes in and says uh hello all it's just going to be a fantastic football friday let's go yes but it's viewer takeover and we uh want all the We want all the input from our viewers and listeners and audience. How about Georgia? How they doing down there? Shoot us a text, 902-518-3033. We'll be right back with more viewer takeover. Andy McNamara coming up as well on this Football Friday. It is your favorite daytime talk show on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and WQEE 99.1 FM.
4: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now back to your host, Rod Peterson.
2: Hey everybody. It's uh, normally the time that we would do the sports update and Viewer Takeover, but I already read the sports update. I don't know, is, Mo- is Moose lined up and ready to come back in? Or am I handling this on my own? I know we, I normally do this alone this segment. I'm sorry, guys. Did I throw a curve? He's in. Okay, let's bring the Moose in. I'm feeling near the end of 2022, Darren. When it got to the weekend, I felt like I was really ready for the weekend. I'm not there yet. I'm kind of looking into the weekend going. What the heck am I going to do all weekend? You know what I'm saying? But yeah. It's not like I'm stressed, stressed out and want to hand this over to the viewers. The mood that I'm in is simply what do you guys want to talk about? Because I'm not sure I know necessarily. I really want to get the streams going. 902. That's why okay. I've been hammering this. 902-518-3033 viewer takeover text line. Or on the if you're watching on YouTube, you can do that. Or through social media and so forth. Just tell me what you want. Like yesterday, when Ryan Leaf and I had that recovery discussion, I was very happy to be able to hand that over to you. You did like a two-minute monologue just so I could compose myself. It wasn't like I was lost. But that recovery stuff is heavy stuff. Well, and I got We lean on when I sit. Well, when yeah, you always do. But when I've turned it over to the viewers, I'm like, what do you want to talk about? It was. It was hockey and it's NHL. And I'm like, sure, let's do it. That's why we spend this much time researching it, following it, talking to the insiders. Today, if it's football you want to talk about, let's do that. Uh, but if it's hockey, I'm cool with that, too. I want to re-up this again. NFL wildcard. Super wildcard weekend, they're calling it. That's an NFL term from what I can see. The upset that I have predicted is the New York Giants going into Minnesota. The Vikings are favored by three, and I think the Giants are going to win that game. Am I right in saying you think the Chargers winning at Jacksonville would be an upset? Am I right or wrong on that?
3: The opposite. I think the opposite is the upset. I think Jacksonville is going into that game as the underdog. I know they're at home, and I know they won the division, but it's similar to Tampa Bay winning the division, too. They're not favorites. You know, just because you're at home, that helps close the gap a little bit. But if these games were flipped, if this was in, if this was in um, L.A. or if the Tampa-Dallas game was in Dallas, I think the spread would even be further apart. So I think those are two, two upsets, even though they're home teams. I would consider them upsets, Jacksonville and Tampa, both winning. Gotcha.
2: Uh, is it? I, I get what you're saying. Dallas, Dallas is favored by points, 2.5, but they're the higher seed. Well, actually, they're not the higher seed. Tampa's got a worse record. It does get a little See? convoluted. Very yeah, much. It does. Very much. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, John is watching in the Queen City, and he writes in and says, uh, beauty shirt, Rodney. Who day, baby? Hashtag who day. All those Bengals fans coming out of the woodwork. Um, I guess that's my point. I've said many times that I'm actually living by this now. I'm taking my own advice to block out the noise. We want more CFL. We want more hockey. We tune in the podcast to listen to NHL, and you were talking CFL. Bye-bye. No, it's the Rod Peterson Show, so we'll talk about what we want to talk about, what, what I'm saying right now for the next 40 minutes. What do you want to talk about? Anybody out there. 902-518-3033 we can handle it all we're smart guys and gals for those that come on here and youtube as well we'll push it into uh, hour two last minute of play in hour one steven is watching uh he says greetings and hallucinations streaming towards cloudy plus 19 celsius crosby north dakota He says, I am preparing to announce Comets Hockey this weekend. Your niece played here, and I met Jim and Lee. Wonderful memory. That's my dad, Jim, and my brother, Lee, whom I spoke with this morning. He says, how about CFL Touchdown North Dakota? Played at Minot State Fairgrounds. Pat McAfee attending. We could talk about that. What should the CFL do in terms of neutral site games? they are talking touchdown Pacific. All that coming up after this brief pause on Game Plus and WQEE. Head to youtube.com
4: slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.